Welcome to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. Today we're cooking up just some... Actually, all we have left is some stale old mantel mix from last week. So, yeah, I don't have anything new. Four four Um, weeks ago. Four weeks ago. (laughs) If you're joining us, uh, again, uh, my name's Matt. I'm joined by Nick, and we are talking about Bad Batch. So, Bad Batch spoilers ahead. And who knows if we'll ever talk about Marvel on this show again. Oh, right. Right, because we did that one time. Um, so today we're talking about specifically three episodes, Reunion, Bounty Lost, and Common Ground. Uh, we'll dive into all of the details of those. And um, Nick, uh, I know you had some strong choice words for um, Common Ground, but... No, not really. <laughs> I, I, I do feel like, because you know, we've tried to... Because sometimes Filoni does these in, in three episode segments where I kind of felt that maybe the last one we talked about was yeah. the first one. And then you have Reunion and Bounty Lost kind of is the end of that trilogy. Mm-hmm. And so this common ground one is kind of like, oh, what is this? Is this the beginning of a new one or is it just a standalone kind of fluff? Like I didn't know. Yeah, and and it's fair because we've we just kind of randomly picked three episodes. It just scheduling wise, it kind of worked for us to, to do it in groups of threes. But I think you're right. I think like reunion almost feels kind of like the climax of one storyline, mm-hmm. even though it ends on a, on a cliffhanger that leads into bounty lost. Right. But I almost kind of feel like, I don't know, I guess bounty loss could be the, the end of a four parter maybe, but reunion really felt kind of like this climactic moment. It did, yeah. The reunion, I think, of this trilogy, at least these three episodes we're covering today, was definitely the best of the three. Oh, yeah. I was sure. I was frustrated with the end of Bounty Lost, in that you know, um, Common Ground basically didn't bring us back to Cad Bane at all, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're just gonna leave it like that? Like, oh, I'm just okay. They got the best of me. I'm not gonna show up this episode. <laughs> like, you know, like. I was gonna, yeah. oh, you, won't, you won't see me for another nine years. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, we can get into that later. But yeah. Well, let's talk about the, the one that we loved the most, which was Reunion. I think, yeah. I think you're right. And it does right now have one of the highest ratings of all the Bad Batch episodes, including the first pilot episode currently right now. Usually as IMDb goes a week out, like those ratings kind of come down a tick. Mm-hmm. Or a tech. A tick. A tick. A <laughs> uh, but that one was... It, it, it felt the most clone warish. Yeah. For you sure. know, and, um, and also like them having that foe or that, you know, like seeing cross, cross here, Roche here again. Roche here. Yeah. See, uh, seeing, seeing him again, like, uh, you know, really, I don't know, it made it seem more real right. to me. I think that's that's what we were kind of wanting. You know, I think we had even made that comment that we hadn't seen Crosshair in a few episodes. And, mm-hmm. And it was nice to to kind of get back to that storyline of like how we need to progress that story a little bit further, and that okay, like how far has he delved into, you know, the the chip, you know, com- you yeah. know commanding and what to do, and you know, and I, I liked a lot of things that happened in this episode just because it was like oh, like you know, the stakes seemed real, you know, in this one. Yeah, and and also just uh, the way that it kind of progressed, it, it really felt kind of kept you on the edge of your seat. Um, yeah. I even liked I even liked how you had a little bit of a mix there of when in the beginning of the episode, 
when not the beginning, but you know, right there towards the beginning of when Crosshair lands on the planet and they're all getting mm-hmm. out of the shuttle, how you see like you still have basically three squads of clone troopers, but you still have those uh that original squad with him of uh specialists, you know, that are not mm. uh what what's the word I'm looking for? You know, where they're not mercenaries, but they're uh conscripts, conscripts, soldiers, oh, okay. you know, there. So they're they're regular people underneath crosshair, but yet you still have the squads of the clones there. Right. That's that's a good good thing to note there. Um I I love the the landscape of, of that scrapyard. So I'm kind of glad that they they stuck into that that uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you and I talked about it on the previous episode, how, you know, I was like, well, what if we see them go back to this planet? Little did I know that they would still be on it. Right. And it seemed, it seemed like a perfect opportunity. Like they could maybe have captured crosshair, or, you know, and maybe that's too obvious. Maybe they're, they're playing this out. Maybe at the end of this one, you almost feel kind of like maybe cr- they'll never get crosshair back. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. That it, it it didn't make sense to me either that they would still be on the planet, you know, because you know, Rex clearly told them, you know, that the scrappers, you mm-hmm. know, would would you know report them if they were found and the in the they were found. Uh, but they were also trying to make some money off of some of the like scavenging, basically. Right. Um, and then they they had that like interesting like little conversation at the beginning where um, I can't remember who's talking to Hunter about um, uh, Rex. And you know the comments made like, well, he's on a different path. Oh right, right. That was and, uh, that was Echo. Echo. Okay, and and then Echo, you know, like he says, you know, like we're soldiers. What other path is there for us? Kind of. Yeah, but I I, I agree with both of them. You know, and mm-hmm. the, but you know, you know that even though Echo is part of the Bad Batch, he's always going to have some loyalty to Rex because he is a, a reg, you know, a regular soldier. Yeah. And he has a history with Rex, whereas in the other ones don't, you know, they're more of a casual respect, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, the echo is going to have a little bit more trust with Rex. Whereas the other ones, they've always been a tight unit. That's all they know. And so well, they're not, they're not going to even know like, yeah, I mean, echo's right that they probably be working for some small band of the re- earlier bit of the rebellion, you know, and like training soldiers and they probably paid, handsomely for it but mm-hmm. to them it's like oh but then we're choosing a side which i don't think they've really done yet you know, like- no they they really haven't even though they they're running from the empire and um i mean this will come back to common ground um but staying on reunion um i do like the fact that when we do get a showdown with uh you know basically crosshair knowing how they operate like, oh, you were listening in. Like, yeah, I kind yeah. of figured that. You know, it was like a nice. And on rewatch, mm-hmm. I thought this episode like it had it had more meat where you could come back and you're like, oh, there's yeah, that's pretty smart how they did that. Because if you're just right. watching it one time through, you kind of like, okay, bad guys are gonna find them, but how he found them, and then even that comment from Omega where he's she's basically like trying to like, hey, Crosshair, like you know. It's, I know it's not you. Like she's kind of, she's kind of the the first one, and and like I said, I I have always kind of wanted them to get Crosshair back, but he is kind of the perfect villain because he comes from them, mm-hmm. so he thinks like them. And you know, in in other you know Star Wars animation shows or even just Star Wars shows, we're always shown a bad villain, right? And and we kind of like think of that as like the point person that's going to chase them down or or be the the foil to to the good 
to the good crew or the good cause, right? And and this is this show is is pretty much heavily like avoiding any of the Darth Vader stuff. Like Darth Vader's doing his own thing. We don't mm. need Darth Vader. No. Um, and and that's that totally well, makes it's sense. It's because it, you know nothing so far warrants his attention because it's just a it's just a handful of clones. Like who cares about a handful of clones in the bigger picture? Right. You know, so, well, and they kind of made a point of that. Like like as I was rewatching these these episodes, like like uh, even even in reunion at the beginning, I think they're kind of like who cares? Mm-hmm. Like you know, but Crosshair does. You know, right. like Crosshair still cares, and we don't really know how much is is being said between Tarkin and the um, oh the commander that's basically like got a right yeah uh, the other officer yeah. um who's in charge of War Mantle apparently or War Mantle is is going to be be a mm-hmm. thing so um I don't even see his name listed in the. I mean, uh, I have it written down somewhere. Oh, you do? Okay. Not, not, not on, not on these notes, but uh, from the, the oh, first, like, episode, the first Ram- episode he was introduced. Yeah, Rampart. So I knew oh, it was yeah. something with an R. So Rampart, Vice Admiral oh. Rampart. So that's the only other real, like, kind of villain that we have, but we haven't seen seen the teeth or like the actual like true nature of Rampart. So for this war mantle, but you wonder, like, you know, because from all of the things that you know I've read and you've read, mm. most Imperial officers aren't that smart, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, ones that you look know, like Tarkin's smart because that's, that's the way he always has been, you know, and he's, he's not really a product of the Imperial Navy and Academy. He's old school. Whereas in like, I, you know, if you read uh, what we've talked about uh, from a certain point of view, that's when they, they actually break down a lot of those officers in the, you know, from Empire Strikes Back from Star Wars and like their motivations. And a lot of them are just career, uh, admirals or generals and they don't really care they, they just want to keep going up in rank you know but of course with every step they go up the ladder the more close they are to being killed by vader so it's like it's kind of a sure catch 22 that's one of the things i liked about the book it was like just the, the kind of what's the in nuances. the head yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. You know, what's, what's in the head of general veers what's in the head of um mm-hmm. uh uh nita you know admiral nita oh, like all, yeah. you know all these things that nita. happen captain mm-hmm. nita yeah um, yeah, he got his apology though. So, <laughs> um, it was accepted. But, <laughs> it was accepted. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm still curious. Like, is this, is this like something that I'm just hoping to happen with Crosshair or will, will this kind of play out where they, cause I mean, really like the thread of the chip is kind of gone for them. So you don't have that, you know, the sort of Damocles is no longer hanging over Wrecker or, you know, even Teak. So Although I thought it was interesting, we got a little heart to heart moment with with Tech and and Omega when they're on the on the mm-hmm. bridge together, and and Omega's asking like him, you know, like oh well, what was the war like, you know? And <laughs> he gives him a very analytical. Yeah, <laughs> there was a primary object- objective. Primary. That, yeah, on on several fronts. No, yeah. but that's not what I mean. I told you, like, like yeah. but yeah, that's that's where, like, whereas you just said a few minutes ago, that was the part of the episode that did kind of strike me as someone who's as smart as tech. He would have mm-hmm. thought about that with Crosshair. Like, I thought of it immediately mm-hmm. when he says, "I'm going to tap into their communications." It's like, wait a minute, you're going yeah. against an opponent, opponent right now that has been with you for years. I was like, he's mm-hmm. obviously going to think about that, or like, okay, I'm against my old squad. What are their right. what are our usual habits? You know, and so mm-hmm. you've got to think outside the box when you're dealing with crosshair. And maybe that's 
just to drive that point home for this episode. And then when they deal with him next time, they will. They'll do something completely different. Right, right. And and maybe that, yeah, because, I mean, this is really like this is the reunion. This is the first time that they've had this run in together and, and how how it would play out. And the fact that, you know, he, he showed his true teeth that he would come after them. Like mm-hmm. no matter if it meant killing them, the whole engine scene. I like. I love seeing like the inside, like the fact that they're inside yeah. one of those, those uh, uh, the engines basically, and and it's going to ignite. And you know, I just like the drama of that, and the fact that they explode the the entire like casing around that and use that as their their escape. So some pretty smart or kind of fun things that I think that the animators and writers were thinking about when they were, you know, working through like the dynamics of getting them from point A to point B. So. Yeah, but it, it, and that yeah, I agree. Like it was a great shot, a great, interesting concept of of showing us these old uh, ventilator class ships, mm-hmm. uh, like seeing because you cl- you see that deck uh, in episode three very clearly, like when it's in action. You know, the very opening se- uh, uh, scene of episode three, firing a- above Coruscant, and then now to see it all as that same kind of deck be rusted out and just full of gr- uh, grime and everything. And you're like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, cause you, you can put those mental images together. At least mm-hmm. I did, you know, and then of course seeing them walk through this ship again and then the engine. But what also what I liked about this whole sequence and that, that same particular is you've seen how programmed uh, crosshair is now, but you're also seeing this situation how he's basically he's like he's head over heels like he's fully 100% going with this i mean he's 100% prepared to burn them out of existence in that situation and he's so arrogant about it that he actually stands up as soon as the engine fires up to leave like yeah. oh like now they're going to be burned up you know like mm-hmm. that's that's the end of that and then if until it explodes is when he kind of goes back and i i liked how the outcome of that you know with his kind of with his arrogance of getting back into position to try to shoot them, you know, that the engine the flames hit him in right. the face. And it almost is almost a Vader-esque moment there mm-hmm. where, where it burns him and there's nothing he can do about it. And, you know, and then of course he's out and they find him. And then, you know, the next time you see him, he's got the, the face vent all over and like his whole face is wrapped up and you're like, wow, like he's. And, and Dengar-esque. Yeah, that? Dengar. Yeah, you're right. That looks more like Dengar. But, yeah. I mean, and for a moment there, I was like, "You're not telling me that." <laughs> yeah, it's Dengar. Like no. I was like, I, "No, this can't be." But, um, but you know, we like we like callbacks and we like references as Star Wars fans. I mean, that's always kind of fun, or the echoes as they they occur. Um, but it does feel like a very much like a Vader moment or an Anakin being scarred. Like it almost feels like with this reunion that it's like a step too far. He tried to kill them heartlessly you know like although they weren't scarred by it he is now scarred by it and it's almost like his anger has scarred him to the point where we don't know if he could ever come back from that um i do wonder though because it blasted his eyes if we won't see him with some kind of cybernetic eye or you know if they go if they go that route with him it's true. I kind of it, hope it, was, it was his left eye though and his, yeah. his, his, his right eye for his sniper so but yeah that could be a good call uh, who knows? I, I mean, I'm not always all for cybernetics for cybernetics sake. <laughs> like, oh, we got to have a cybernetic, you know, part in here. But, you know. A little, little too Terminator. A little like too Terminator. Yeah, it's like he's got the red eye, you know, like half metal there. And the, like, next time you see him, he'll be in a hallway and all look at him and you hear, dun, 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 you know, <laughs> what's going on here? 
just kind of walking at them with an arm held out. There is that. Uh, there's a. There's a villain in um, Droids, uh, the cartoon uh, Droids. The, yeah, the yeah. now, the, yeah, the, the now Led Legends or whatever they're, they're calling it. Uh, sorry, I'm blanking on it. The uh, in Disney Plus they have a whole section for the vintage. Oh, vintage. That's what they're calling it. Vintage oh. Star Wars. Um, which, by the way, I do think vintage Star Wars. This is just me as like a as a hopeful fan. Is that vintage Star Wars as a as a little thing on the Disney Plus? They could easily put on the Star Wars, the uncut Star Wars, mm-hmm. and call it vintage, and and kind of circumvent even ever releasing it because it's just on streaming. Like like right. obviously people can burn it and it's cop- copyright infringement to like throw it out there and. And who knows if, if you or I have bootleg copies of that. But <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that this would be a great avenue if they if they want to, like, kind of get Star Wars fans excited is, you know, release the original trilogy in the vintage section, the uncut version, you know, the specialized as we know. it. Um, so that was just kind of a side thought. But in the droids cartoon. There is a uh, an imperial commander or whatever who's got the red eye, like you know, mm. like that was his like villain, you know, like status has got the so um, no relation, I'm sure. So, <laughs> um, okay, so reunion, um, really, really cool dynamics for this. Like throughout the, they even mentioned the um, not the Sarlacc. Boy, my, my brain is not set for today and all my, my Star Wars knowledge. But the uh, the eye that pops up. Why am I in that? Oh, I must have missed that part. Okay. The Dianoga. They mention the Dianoga. Like, at the very beginning, they're kind of talking and walking, and they, they say something about the Dianoga. And I was like, ha-ha! So that was a Dianoga in the water. I mean, we all kind of assumed that that's what it was. But to hear that that kind of, like, confirmation was, was kind of uh, cool. Um. All of this action happening, and and it kind of almost disguised or at least kind of covered the surprise ending there, right? Yeah, that was neat because like you're totally thrown off. I agree. Like by once you see Crosshair be kind of burned, and then they're running back, you just fully expect you know for them to you know knock out the or stun the remaining troopers, get on the ship and go, and then right. like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a little twist. They get mm-hmm. there and the trunk the uh, Clone troopers are all dead, and you're like, "What's going on?" And then, sure enough, you see Cad Bane, very Western, just oh, kind yeah. of hanging out. And of course, we talked about this just very briefly a few days ago. Like, uh, his hat was smaller than mm-hmm. than, than yes. it was in the Clone Wars. It's a very it's a narrow brim hat versus the one of the Clone Wars is very big, very almost sombrero esque, you know, big. Yeah, almost to the point of ridiculosos. <laughs> um, but the, the and, you know, and I guess I guess through his adventures, he's lost his original hat. So perhaps this is this is a secondary hat. Now, I was was, ha- oh, I, was ha- I was happy to see him. Um, this did ca- cause a little bit of uproar amongst diehard Clone Wars fans who are familiar with the deleted concepts and artwork of season six uh, that was never fully finished. Because in season six, there actually is 3D animation of a standoff between Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Mm. And it's the first time I think Boba Fett dons his actual armor. 
Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, so he's very young still, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's just like it was almost in this episode of the stand of the Western standoff between Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Interesting. Uh, and the other bounty hunter, like Bosk is there as well as another bounty hunter. And they kind of stand down. It's like, let's let the kid prove himself. And actually mm. in this concept, Boba mm-hmm. Fett kills Cad Bane. And so oh, I, th- I can see okay. I could see where people would be upset with that because that's what they think to be canon. Mm-hmm. But I can also see Filoni going, "Well, it was never fully made, so now I have another purpose yeah. for Cad Bane." And who's to say? Because right now, Boba Fett is is probably what sixteen years old uh, mm-hmm. at this point in time. Yeah, uh, seems we could st- we could still have the same thing happen in mm-hmm. in uh, Bad Batch to where there is a standoff at some point. Um. <sighs> And can I just say about canon, (laughs) I'm kind of annoyed by the term canon and Star Wars canon, especially with the announcement of Star Wars Visions. Now, did you watch the trailer for Star Wars Visions yet? I did not yet. Okay. Um, Totally, totally cool. I'm really excited about Star Wars Visions. And there's there's even a a tie-in novel or a kind of a a secondary novel that is coming out called Ronin. And uh, the, the loose plot behind it is that the the Jedi sided with the Empire, and it is the Sith hmm. that are like kind of the Ronin warriors out in the galaxy, and that's that's the, just the general idea of it. And I I absolutely love this idea. Like, let's have fun with the Star Wars universe. Right. Let's not be so like held on to. I know I know Dark Horse had Infinities. This is not called Infinities. This is not Marvel. What if? just let it be visions let it be its own thing but let's have like a lot of different artists and creators come up with cool stories where they fit in you know is it canon is it not canon like like and you as a political historian Mm -hmm. (laughs) i would think would also enjoy like the the idea that at some point the sith become the good and the jedi become the bad and then you have you almost have like a flip back and forth between the the dualities of them it's always a point of view you know (laughs) Because, like, I mean, I think we've probably talked about everyone in their mind has an idea of what they think the history or the timeline of Star Wars should be. Because there's a lot of uncovered ground. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I see it. Like, from what we know about the father and the son and the daughter is, like, you know, you can get that on a planet to where, like, oh, they actually started training people to be, you know, force sensitive, the people who work for us like train them to learn how to be balanced. And then at some point something happens to where the sun goes completely dark side, the daughter goes completely good side, you know, where mm-hmm. it was maybe a little bit more neutral in the beginning. And then the sun, you know, maybe he only trains a couple, a couple mm-hmm. people to be fully dark side, but then the daughter and the father say like, we have to eliminate this. We have to get rid of it. And that's just enough spark to where mm-hmm. like this dark side spins off. You know, mm-hmm. and like they they flee into the deep parts of the galaxy, and that's where it all begins. And so, from their point of view, it could be that like, oh, we were persecuted because we believe something different. So then, mm-hmm. their minds they could think they were good, and that could be the dawn of the Jedi to the point where it's like, oh, like the daughter's fused troops that she had left. That was their mission from that point on was to protect and you know try form to a council. Out. Yeah, form a council just to protect yeah. the you know, and that that's right. how you. But that's protect my, the unity, the ring right. of the yeah. Right. There's there's tons thoughts, of though. yeah yeah, and 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 I think that's that's it's awesome. It's awesome that we can kind of again like play like we were kids with with yeah. the toys. You know what I mean? Like, and and the thing with when you played w- with with your toys, you came up with stories, 
you put them back in the box and you came up with a new story the next mm-hmm. day. Yeah, yeah. You know? sure. So, um, so as opposed to getting like, so nitpicky as like, how does this fit into Canon? How is this legends? How is this, is this true? Or is this just enjoy it? You know what I'm saying? So I'm really excited about visions. Uh, well, it looks like it should be a fun, fun thing. And I think it's coming September on Disney plus is, is what I remember. It's like, uh, I'm not sure if I sent that meme to you or not, but it was funny. It was, uh, when your when your wife is predicted to have uns- a certain death, but you're born in the wrong trilogy, and it shows like force <laughs> healing in the sequel trilogy. You know, it's like <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, but that's uh, something, like I always knew of force healing. I don't like the way the sequel trilogy did it, and that you're giving up part of your essence in a way to heal it. Like I know in the video games, it was always just like you're just you know manipulating the midichlorians. Mm. They didn't say midichlorians, but you just manipulate the force to heal stuff. You know, it wasn't like life saving. But it was yeah. just a way to like heal you a little bit, and like, oh, that's fine. I, I mean, from from a paranormal side of things, I do like the idea that you give a little in order to like bring something yeah. back. There is a little bit of like, I mean, any anything with paranormal, you're always paying something in order to like give. You know, it's it's the deal with the devil, right? You know? So, um, anyway, sorry to get sidetracked on that, but you know, we were talking about Cad Bane and and this idea of the the season six, the lost season. This also ties into I, f- I finished uh, Dark Apprentice. Um, oh, you did. Dark, is it Dark Disciple? Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple. Hey, I always do that. I always think yeah. it's Dark Apprentice. Dark Disciple. Loved it. It was really good. It there was as an audiobook, there's like a lot of back and forth, and, and there's a lot, a lot of moments where you're like, because you're not reading it, you're like, oh, this sounds like this is like this is getting to the climax, and you're like, oh no, you're only halfway through the book. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, that's- and that's what it I mean. Just like he's going and, and going and, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, I think it's over. And you're like, no, there's still another quarter of the book to go, you know, and right. you're just like, it, it just keeps evolving. And you can at least in the audiobook, and I'm not sure if this was in the, the printed copy, but in the audio one at the very end, it has I, I want I want to say that it has like a, a thing about Katie Lucas, um oh. who had I mean, she wrote some of the stories and, and she, she was, she kind of had the loose outline or the pen, pen, like she, it was her job to write this story, you know, even though she didn't write that book. The book, right. But she, because my understanding of it is that like the first, like, because to me, there's three sections of that book. Yeah. uh, And like the beginning part are the four episode arc, um, which I know is going to be in uh, Clone Wars episode season six. And then there's like a little middle bit that's, I mm-hmm. think that Christine, uh, I can't remember her name, but like the author of the book, I think she wrote that bit. And yes. then, and then the last bit of the book, like you said, like there's multiple climaxes in it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the last bit of it is the last four episode arc that would have been in probably either in, could have been in season six or it could have been in season seven. What, what would have been season seven and, of the Clone Wars. And that part specifically when, when Katie Lucas is talking, she, she's talking about love lost and, and losing, losing someone that you love, you know, or, or the pain of letting go of someone that you love. Um, and, and you really kind of get that dynamic without someone. And I'm not even saying like through death, I'm saying like through addiction or through, you know, like their, their personality or whatever um, they're going through. But there is, there is a bit of that, that turmoil that's going on with the, with the characters. So I recommend it. If you enjoy the clone wars era, I mean, Nick has recommended this to me. I've seen it. I saw it on the bookshelf, you know, years ago as a paperback. And I always like, 
Oh, I want to. I want to get that. I want to read that. Mm. So I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't read it in six years. I read it when it came out. I loved it mm-hmm. when it came out because uh, I'm bit. I got people. You've probably heard me if you listen to this a lot. Ventress is my favorite character of all Star Wars. I don't know why. She just is. Uh, just something about the duality of being bad, but there's a really good part in you. Uh, yeah, and you really <laughs> see. Um, um, it's funny too because we're talking about all of this good and light and light and good. Um, yeah. And that that meme that I sent sent us today about the. The yin yang, oh, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, I'll try to I'll try to share that on Instagram or um, uh, when when we post this this podcast so that uh, people can see that. But, um, but I mean, I would love I would I don't think it'll happen, um, but I would love mm-hmm. to see that book be adapted to cartoons. You know, uh, yeah. But because like I think there's a lot of people out there that don't know. You know, because like if you just watch the Clone Wars and that's it, you have no idea what happened to Ventress. You know, yeah. Uh, there's not enough people out there that really know. Uh, it's also uh, it's also frustrating too because I I do think that that I mean and and we know this as Star Wars fans there's there's just treasure troves of stories and really good good stories and really kernel really great kernels of ideas and characters in these books and some of them have been pulled from some of them have been brought to life but none have ever been like oh I'm going to adapt this I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know because it's like every artist every creator wants to have their own spin on it almost it's like like right. oh like i can't i can't just take this other person's material well it's just like uh you know the two things from season six that were made available to people were was that book uh dark disciple mm-hmm. and then the comic book uh sons of that da- son of dathomir which yes. is the darth maul and darth maul yeah and Sav- savage oppress savage, yeah so like that is a key comic book for anyone out there that wants to know the little bit of space between uh, season six and season, yeah, season seven, seven, the like lost you, season. Yeah, you need to read that comic book just to find out kind of what happened from with Maul between. And, yes, yeah. yeah, and if you're a fan of Maul, you know, yeah. like it's it's definitely definitely worth it. Um, I, I was able to to find some copies pretty reasonably too, because for a while there, the first the first printings of that, because it was part of the last of the Dark Horse line of comics. Those four became really hard to find, and their their price really kind of kind of mm. was keeping a, a steady uh, just the popularity of the character, and then also the rarity of of the, the prints. But um, you can also find it in a trade paperback form if you're. If you're yeah, I mean I, that's what I have is the graphic novel. Yeah, but uh, I could see that though the actual original comic books being worth quite a bit because it's it's something that I think people would it would be highly sought after. Yeah, I mean for the story, for the character and then also just how it lines up with the fact that it's the end of the dark horse line before it switched over to Marvel again. So, um I'm now and I've been listening to a lot of uh, Star Wars audiobooks just as I it, it just works really great with my work and and, and getting right. some stuff done. Um but I've also dove into the uh the High Republic the second book called rising storm the rising storm i I didn't think it was released yet did it just get released yeah it came out like june 29th um, Oh, okay the second book in that series and um it's uh it definitely picks up with a lot of the characters that it it established in the first book um i'm and it it has elements in it that i think also appeared in the comics so they're they are definitely connecting some of those things together um it's a. I like this time period. I like the fact that that we have all new characters and, and we're kind of following different storylines, um, and also learning that they're they really kind of play upon that idea of you know uh, Jedi's being attached to something. So 
that that definitely plays a theme in both books so far is that you know Jedi attachment to to either the mas- your master who you're you're working with you know master apprentice kind of thing um, but also perhaps there's there's some some love involvements as well so kind of interested to see how that plays out and yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, i've got them on my list on amazon to buy so i'll get them oh, both. Okay. i haven't read them both but like uh and then yeah. there's another book coming out i'm really interested in it's, Wait, real, it's, it's like real, real quick though on that book there is one there's a couple covers out there the one cover that i think looks totally ba and if i got it in hard book like version it looks really cool because it has like these almost like devil dogs and like the Jedi's like spinning. He's like spinning oh. the lightsaber. So it's got a cool, like almost like, like Thor kind of like, so if you're looking for a copy of it, that one looks, looks, I think the coolest cause it's just got an action sequence happening on it with uh, Jedi yeah. fighting. The cover, so, on, the cover on Amazon just has three Jedi standing there with lightsabers. Yeah. With the lightsabers up. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and nothing wrong with that. I think the one that's bearded um, plays, plays a pretty, Part, but he's kind of like the Obi Wan so far. Hmm. Um, there's it's a, there's the another. Go ahead. I, I'm not sure when this book's being released. I, I've read little excerpts of it. Uh, it's something like Secrets of the Sith or Journal of the Sith or something like that. And, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it looks pretty good. And like a lot of it's like from Sidious's point of view of like just things he wrote. It's not a book. It's not a novel. It's just right. kind of like. And but like one of the things I was reading about it was. It was talking about how his like the Sith point the the Sith's point of view of the uh, the prophecy, you know, and like they he, they did they fully believed that Anakin was the chosen one, but mm. from their point of view, it was like it, the Jedi never saw it as the way they saw it. It was like, yeah, he's bringing balance. He's going to kill off all of you, you know, <laughs> and then it will be us two and right. then a handful. So the the force actually will be balanced of like mm. just pure and like, you know, it's not because at, at that point there's more Jedi than Sith. So yeah. it was, it was so unbalanced. Oh, it, yeah. it overwhelmingly unbalanced. Um, my son's read that. And, and also the, um, there's the Jedi one too, path of the Jedi, I believe. Oh, maybe a, I, maybe I do have that one. I should never read yeah. it. <laughs> okay. there's, it's you might, because it's, it's got all of the comments on the mm-hmm. sides by different, different people that have had the book too, the Sith, the Sith right. one. And the Jedi one, um, but yeah, it falls right in my my son's line of like fictional fact, if that's a thing. Like like having like a, a book that's like in the universe and it's called something, but you know, a book that like exists within the universe that provides you facts about the right. you know without actually having a story, you know, um, and uh, and then they made a they made a bounty hunter one, the bounty hunter code. Yeah, I remember the bounty. Um, yeah. Okay, so that is the book. I do I own the Jedi and the Sith one then. I just, okay. I had them in storage for so long I have no idea where they're at. <laughs> um it can be it can be because it's not a story, sometimes it can be a little more like, oh, I'm just like reading just for a book facts. of facts. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in that mood though, for sure. I tend to like stuff like that, especially if you can like if you can put it as if it's done like a journal. Try like oh this is you know thirty two you know uh, A B Y I mean uh, and so like oh okay so here's this time you know and then like you know like, but I know it's not probably but I was like oh that'd be cool hmm. another thing I wanted to because uh, we're still kind of talking about uh, reunion this episode uh, <laughs> the one thing at the very end of the episode that a lot of people probably didn't understand or or catch wise to was that, you know, after Cad Bane and Hunter have their standoff and, you know, Hunter's out and Omega gets taken by Cad Bane, 
the next thing you see other than um, uh, Crosshair coming to is you see Hunter come to and you're seeing it from a point of view for the, his visor, which is, I don't think has ever happened before. Oh. And that is actually an homage or a tribute to a 2005 video game called Republic Commando. Because huh. uh, that's how they saw everything. And then, because if you notice when you see through his visor, he's got a white circle in the middle of it. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you saw in the video game. Huh. So it's just one of those things that, like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, it's like, oh, that's yeah, cool. They, I, they would, did that. I would not have known that. That's a that's a cool deep dive there. Yeah. So breaking, breaking out like a like a like a nugget. So yeah, well, it's just one of the, like there's probably a lot of listeners out there that you know, didn't even play video games in 2005. So it's like there's probably a lot of listeners that are like, but you missed the part with the hammerhead and the with playing the Jarek. All um, right, <laughs> that's that's later yet. Yeah. Um, the reunion, a solid episode though. Yeah, and, great. And yeah, I think this was also the episode that I was kind of when we heard that that uh, Chris had stopped at a certain point and we were oh. like. Oh, you really should watch the next couple, man. Like, you know, um, and I would say that Bounty Lost, I mean, does continue this as far as having kind of those Clone War feels, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've noticed that as I watch Bad Batch, there's a few few elements that I'm always kind of like excited to see or excited to like get more of. One is the Empire. Like for whatever reason, I mean, I've watched Rebels. We get a lot of Empire, but seeing the early formations of the Empire and what they're doing is kind of like, oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like it's like tracking what the Empire is doing. And number two, specifically, is the cloners. Yeah, yeah. I, I think because in in Attack of the Clones, like I always wanted to know more about the cloners, and you only get a little bit of them, and and even in the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. like they're it's like. You see them in what five episodes, maybe 10. Right. Right. Like at most, they're always dealing with like the clones themselves. So getting more of them is always exciting. Well, I, I have a little bit of hope and you've seen it a little bit with, with bad batch because it's on Disney plus it's mm-hmm. actually a Disney product that I think Flona can go a little bit darker with like in tone mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. that they're doing. Cause whereas in rebels and clone wars was made for cartoon network. He had, he had to kind of keep it a little bit more on the G side. Uh, and yeah. I mean, but clone wars progressively got darker. It did. It did. Yeah. It, yeah. And uh, so did rebels. And so did for rebels. Sure. I mean, but, like, but you know, I think that, you know, we could even see like arms probably possible to be like taken off, you know, right. things in, in this series, I feel. Uh, and then with the empire, like, cause you look at rebels, you look at the empire. Well, what, basically we were just shown buffoons. Uh, mm-hmm. and from the from the Empire's point, of, I mean that the Empire was buffoons and rebels. Whereas in this one, we could see them actually be conniving and cunning, right? And, and like, oh, like this could it could actually see a different side to like you know other than other than Thrawn and rebels, that was the only person well, we saw that had any kind but, of intelligence. But also to your point, though, we were talking about like Imperial commanders, like twenty. So we're basically saying like twenty years from now. They've just become backstabbing, conniving, like, you know, like rats, basically. So they have no spine and they have no, like, actual military knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. They're just kind of shells. Whereas here, I think with with Rampart, we might even even see the fact that you have somebody who has some military powers wanting to flex that over Tarkin. And Tarkin might end up being, like, the, the backstabber that's just like, and we're done here, you know? Um, so, you know, I don't know. Um, this, these are just kind of like larger sketches of, of the empire, but we could see where 
you know, at some point, all of the smart people are going to be stabbed in the back and, and all that's left is, is backstabber Loki, Loki's, you know, <laughs> could happen. So, um, yeah. Um, where were we, where was I going with all of that? The empire, the formation, the cloners. I just like seeing the cloners whenever they appear and, and bounty lost, we get not only cloners, but we get a secondary cloner location. Yeah, I thought that was neat. I mean, you can yeah. see the architecture was very similar to Camino, mm-hmm. but it almost looked like uh, Bespin. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because it, because now you don't instead of oceans, you see the bottom side of yeah. these same structures. And 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 not only a Bespin, but like a decayed Bespin. Like it definitely mm-hmm. looked older, you know, yeah. which was interesting. And one of the uh, one of the actual clone tubes had a clone in it. Oh, or a cloner. Like I think that's who oh, the body that falls. Oh, yeah, but it falls on her, right? Yeah, 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 it's a cloner. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, oh, like of course you've cloned yourselves. You know, mm-hmm. like you've mastered the art of of taking DNA sequences and, and finding the best um, things that you want from that. So um, anyway, bounty lost. You probably have some more notes here as far as like uh, the the you know maybe like the main points or the the exciting. Well, no, I, I like that it, it started right up, right at the end of the last episode. So you see now they're in uh, in space, you know, in uh, trying to flee Crosshair, and Crosshair's you know hot on the trail, trying to kill them or shoot them at us, you know, down. Uh, and then Hunter, being Hunter, mm-hmm. is more thinking about Omega, uh, but they have to kind of talk sense into him and say like, "No, we've got to get out of here. Like, there's no yeah. way we can find her." And so he's like reluctantly says, "Okay, make the jump," you know. So I guess he just feels that he's lost, you know, and he right. doesn't know what to do. They make the comment like, you know, it's better to live and fight another day. No, <laughs> sorry. That's the next episode. Oh. <laughs> so both this episode and the next episode have the same message of like, sometimes you have to right. like, let go of what you want to accomplish in order to, you know, and, and leave in order to come back. And, and so, um, so I, I just thought that was an interesting parallel as I was rewatching this. I was like, oh, you, these both have that same same kind of theme. So, was the was the comedian? Com- I never said it right. Comedian. Yeah. Was the was the the female not the one that's on Omega's side, but the other one that that gets killed? Was mm-hmm. that the same one from Episode Two? Uh, Tuan Wee was her name. Uh, because or the voice sounded exactly the same as the one yes. that says, like the one that Tarn- says, yeah, the one that says to uh, 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 Obi Wan, like I'll be happy to introduce you. Like it, it, the voice sounded oh. exactly the same. That's that's some pretty good good ears there. Um, let me just double check, but uh, yeah, Tan Wee was uh, the name of the, that cloner, and you are correct. Wow, she was the voice in. Uh, wow, I feel like you just won a trivia prize. <laughs> but uh, she is she is the one that is killed and murdered. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I, I thought like well, as soon as she spoke, I was like, oh, that sounds like the one from episode two that like it was the tour guide for Obi Wan. Mm-hmm, yeah, and then yeah, and then I was shocked to see that she got killed so easily. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's well, pity. But yeah, right. But um, definitely raising the stakes and and you know there's you can only i mean it's limited on the number of characters that are on this this location that they end up going to i do like omega smarts like and we we also this does connect to the next episode and the fact that we see her strategy she yeah. is this is her strength right like this is something that she she can kind of like assess the situation and she gets out of prison toto toto 
Toto. We see Toto ah! again uh, with the voice of Seth Green, who Seth Green. Yeah. Uh, seems to just keep creeping and crawling throughout the Star Wars universe. As I mean, you know, he's a big fan. You know, from oh yeah, and, and nothing else. against nothing against Seth Green. But it is it is one of those funny things where you kind of laugh, like of all the things. He's this minor droid. It's only been in a few episodes, but you know, it's one of those things that I know if I was an actor or just a voiceover actor and someone said like, Oh, would you like to be like this little minor character in a star Wars cartoon? Yes. Like, hell yes. yes. Uh, you know, I don't care if I'm only in two episodes ever. Mm. Like I'll do it. You know, you say, you say one word in one episode and then like three years later, yeah. you're in a movie. Um, you're going to be a background character, but you're still, you're, you're going to have two words this time. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Six years later, there's a whole book about you, and there's a movie coming. <laughs> Adventures of Toto, <laughs> right? So, but no, uh, Toto. Uh, he, I believe uh, I was reading something. I thought Anakin reconstructed him, or something like that. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, there was something that I was reading about, like the history of Toto and and how how he like as a robot uh, the episodes that he had appeared in. So. Um. Anyway, well, but yeah, I suppose I like the, the 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 important thing from the beginning of this episode is really after we've seen Omega, you know, in the prison inside Cad Bane's ship and everything, is that we find out um, when we go back to the Bad Batch uh, that you know Tech discovers and informs the rest of the crew that why Omega is important, and it's kind of been hinted at, you know, that the 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 Caminoans. The Cam- I've never going to say it right. Uh, they, uh, you know, they Kaminoans. want Kaminoans. Kaminoans. Yeah. What a mouthful. Kaminoans. Yeah. Because you switched the vowel sound, I guess, of the A. Yeah. Uh, so I want to say I want to say Camino, but then I'm like, no, it's Kaminoans. Kaminoans. <laughs> the more yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Ding. <laughs> <laughs> you know that they they you know discover. That Omega is a pure clone of Jango. Yes, this is this is a big big deal, right? Like, I mean, like when this happened, I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, you know, exact copy, but she's a girl. <laughs> so well, I guess that's just I don't know. Just change, maybe just change the chromosome. Just change the chromosome. I, st- I, st- DNA, DNA. I still think though, there's still more here. I still yes. think. I still think. That yes, she's a pure DNA clone of Django, but she's sure. been enhanced for sure. Because I mean, when they say that in the, early on the season, that there's mm-hmm. only five enhanced clones, you know, four mm-hmm. from the Bad Batch and then Omega, and so you're like, okay, so she, ha-, and then clearly, you know, we see from the next episode, yeah, that she's really good at strategy. And I think, you know, not to get too far ahead in the episodes, but you remember a few episodes back. Uh, why they wanted a uh, separatist tactical droid is because they wanted someone who could do strategy. And oh, so I could, right. tot- I could totally see this coming back around to where it's like Omega ends up joining the rebellion or something happens to where mm. like, her brain is used for strategy for the rebellion. Um, here's another side thought here because we've there's still speculation like, well, does she have the force? Right. You know, like... There, there is that kind of lingering. Why does she have a haircut that is so similar to the to Palps, right? Like, so here's here's my my crackpot. Even though Jack's not on the show, um, but I, I feel like I could get Jack's stamp of crackpot approval. <laughs> what if we see 
what if we see, you know, maybe not this season, maybe in a future season, but we see like in a flashback or whatever, you know, um, the, the emperor, mm-hmm. you know, Darth Sidious actually visiting Camino and we see him like, as he's walking by, these you know and it's boba and omega just as embryos even could be, mm. i mean it could be early on in their development yeah that all he has to do is like wave his hand you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just throwing it out there it like happen. it can I, happen I, i'm i'm kind of in the camp though that you just like keep her keep her force free no no i i no no not, not that at all that's oh, fine okay. like i'm kind of in the camp though that and I probably will always think that because nothing has ever really been shown except from like that one comic line that it was more uh, uh, Plagueis. Plagueis that created right. uh, Anakin and, and all that. And then Palpatine was just an opportunist, you know, like, yeah. like a lot of apprentices are. And I don't think he ever really learned that power. Uh, right. He said he did, but I don't mm-hmm. think he ever did. But that's that's because that goes into my whole like what we talked about just minutes ago, mm-hmm. like about how how I think the story should have gone, and that you know, uh, Plagueis was really the master, the true we're, master. We're not we're not going to get into that. Tonight. Yeah, we're not. Gonna <laughs> but yeah, I would have liked it better if Plagueis would have come back in the sequel trilogy. And you know, but. well, that save that for episode ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Bounty lost though. We do get um, a showdown though between two bounty hunters, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. I felt like we got a little bit of the, you know, Cad Bane kind of being the, the senior bounty right. hunter, you know, and, and also kind of given her, her comeuppings, but, um, you know, uh, with, um, Fennec. sorry, Fennec. Fennec. It was on the tip of my brain, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, with Fennec, um, you know, almost capturing her and <coughs> Omega, uh, having the smarts to take a spacecraft up into space only to fall and mm. almost die. But then Rekka s- comes to save the day. So, yeah, I kind of wondered about that too. It's one of those questionable things. Like uh, if I'm flying in out of space into orbit and I see this little ball. Absolutely. Do we catch capsule. it? Yeah. Like, do, we, do we catch it? Do we have the magnetic ability on this ship to catch something probably flying through the air right now? Okay. No, knowing tech though, Mm-hmm. They come in out of hyperspace. They're like, and he's like scanning the area and they find a, like a, a bleep. Like he's like, I'm seeing that a spacecraft has just, you know, like, like, you know, exited this, this, you know, ship or whatever, you know, an escape pod. And he's like, I'm scanning for life now. Right. Right. You know? And he's like, it's a small then, life. form, Right. And then they're like, it's Omega. We got to get, it. that's, that's, that's how I filled that in. So, in a comic book. If anyone can help me, help. I felt like this was like too too quick, like Bounty Lost, and and it gave away the whole the whole plot and the title. Yeah, true. I, I, I mean, this episode and as well as the next one, I kind of felt they were more action episodes than plot episodes. Uh, you know, because like. I mean, the, the the first one was too, but it, it had some layers to it. Whereas in mm-hmm. this one, like I said, I have like a half a page written for Bounty Lost. I have like a paragraph for Comedy. It's just kind of like, okay, like we get it, you know, because like a lot of it is her just trying to get out of her prison cell. Once she gets out of her prison cell, she's trying to, you know, contact them. And then yeah. a lot of it's just the fight back and forth between Finnick and, and Cad Bane. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, if you just fast forward over that or just kind of like you could literally just sum up the plot, like, oh, they fight, you know, and then she escapes. There you go. Uh, yeah. Bob's uh, your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. I, I do like seeing the, like I said, the cloner um, castle. Fall. Yeah. yeah that back, cool. back crashing. Um, and it uh, should have been more of a, a shining moment of just like nightmarish horror on Phoenix side. It was like, oh, my God, it's slimy. But uh, there's there's a moment at the end where Hunter who could be like the dumbest of the group because everybody's solving things for Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which I always thought that Hunter was like the Smart brains yeah. or like, or like basically the, the strategist. And, and it's just like in, in a span of like three episodes, it's kind of shifted, but he makes a critical error that no dad character should ever say to their child. I promise. Oh, right. You'll yeah. never go. It's like, and you know that she will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, either it's, it's either going to happen. Either most the most likely of things is that she will mm-hmm. get caught by a bounty hunter and be taken back at some point, or okay. it's just one of those things that we've talked about. There's going to be a crucial thing that they that have they need, to go back. They, they have to go back for. Yeah. Yes. They need this, and no, that makes sense. Um, and I and I'm with you. I want a cloner up. I want a clone uprising. Like I want to see that. Maybe we don't get that this season as the pace that this the show is. It going. doesn't seem like it. Yeah, for this season. But but yeah. man, that would be that would be really cool. I think it's in the cards. It has to be. It just has to be. Like you have to it, show because you see you see this long game of the Camino. Kaminoans. The Kaminoans. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting it. Everyone out there. I'm getting it slowly. Uh, you you see. You know, that they know that their time is limited, you know, that there's a threat, a clear threat to their industry. Right. And so if they don't get Omega, then they have to find some other kind of species to clone. And if that doesn't work, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, they know the Empire is trying to get rid of the clones and they the Empire would most likely view any other kind of new clone or clone army as a threat to them. So they're going to, at some point, have to get rid of. Uh, it just makes sense. Well, and uh, I don't want to get too too spoilery here. So, um, but the next, would you like to know the next couple episode titles? Sure, go for okay. it. Okay, so episode eleven coming up. So spoilers, you know, skip ahead thirty seconds if you don't want to hear these. Uh, the next episode is called Devil's Deal. Uh, episode twelve, Rescue on Ryloth. Hmm. So we're going there. We've only been there twice, I think. Number 13 is called Infested. I do not like the sound of that. I don't like anything with bugs or infesting things. But maybe it could be something else. And the last one, episode 14, which I think is a big big, uh, giveaway here that I was hinting at, War Mantle. Oh. So maybe maybe we will see. Maybe Mm -hmm. we will see, like, the implementation of War Mantle. And so perhaps we will see what we have been predicting. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, infested. When I think of infested, I think of Geonosians. You know, so yes, like, I know, right? And and I can't see, you know, because as far as we know, there was just that one egg. You know, mm. it was a queen that we saw in the later Clone Wars. I think wasn't that Clone Wars? Or I, it could even Rebels. be. It could even be like the ship's hull is infested with something, right? Right, it's true. it could be anything. Got, I mean, yeah, I'm always like, thinking. I always think Geonosians, but right, me too. That's why I was like, I don't like the sound of that. Um, but um, and then Devil's Deal coming up, and and we've speculated about this, and I think if we're talking about three episode arcs, right, or or an arc, 
of anything. We've talked about it before. It relates to this next episode, Common Ground, uh, which just to summarize Common Ground, you basically have a separatist leader who's been imprisoned. Uh, his droid contacts Sid to basically hire some hired guns to come and free uh, him from this prison. And meanwhile, uh, Omega is left back at the base there or at the bar basically to hang out with Sid uh, and scrub things, but decides I have a way that could get us out of debt. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to mope here and basically be like (laughs) called out by my grandma. Who's a lizard. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, she figures out a way to make some money and, and get some out Bosk, of pocket. Yeah. It's Bosk's mom. Bosk's mom. Yeah. Sid. It's, played by Rhea Perlman. Um, and I've, so, so the big, the big hang up for the Bad Batch, which doesn't really emotionally come through. Rewatching this the second time, which I did today. I know that I, it's there, but it emotionally doesn't resonate with me. I understand it but it, it, it didn't convey this to me as an episode. And I think that's the fact well, that they're well, they're They don't want to work with the separatists. Right. Oh, right. Like they're distrusting the whole time and in the whole time, you know, like, Oh, this is going to be all right. Like this is no big deal. I mean, like, like any kind of conflict, there's always two sides of everything. And if you really look at the separatists, they're not wrong. You know, they're wrong politically. But they're not wrong in their reasoning. I mean, but, the, the but, leader, the leaders of the, of the separatists, to me, were materialistic and wanted money. I get that. But like, if you look at the reasons why they left the republic, it's because the republic was corrupt. Nothing was getting done, and so they said, "You know what? We're going to just do our own thing and become our own system." Uh, Jay would say, "Oh yeah, I know what Jay would say. I know what Jay would say." <laughs> But I mean, they're both right and they're both wrong. Okay, all I'm all I'm going to say though is that the the uh, the psychological impact of Kanan working, having to work with, um, why can I not think of names? Rex. When mm-hmm. Kanan has to work with Rex, like you can feel the tension right, from right. that. I don't feel the tension there. Right. Well, it was and just I, the one. Yeah, it was just one senator. Yeah, I get and it. I mean, yeah. it was, so I guess I'm just that's my my criticism of the episode. Other than that, I actually enjoy the fact that Omega does like come into her own. She kind of has to figure it out on her own, like to be a strategist to win at playing this game. But then she also wins them out of out of debt, which I think puts Sid in a place where perhaps the Empire comes knocking, mm-hmm. right? Or perhaps a bounty hunter comes, you know, and almost there's almost kind of like a forced hand where she's going to turn them over. So I, the, yeah, I I think there there could be. So I guess that's where I was thinking this devil's deal. I, I could well, the devil's the devil's deal could actually be multi layered in this, mm-hmm. you know, because you're right. Like you, the way you originally were going with, because they're making a deal, obviously with the separatist senator that could have multiple outcomes. Uh, you saw at the very end of the episode, you saw yeah. where Hunter made a bargain with Omega, like to be now fully oh, part of the squad. Right. Uh, and then you also, and then you make a really good valid point there with Sid. Like <clears throat> if she gets put in a corner, mm-hmm. there's no one put, no one puts Sid in the corner. Uh, <laughs> uh, what will she do to save her mm-hmm. own neck? You know? Yeah. But I think it's one of those, it's going to be one of those moments where she, I mean, if, if I predict, if I had to, if let's just go down that road. Yeah, it would be one of those where yeah, she it'll be almost like a uh, 
uh, it's, it's Lando. A it'll be a Lando Lando moment. It's, yeah, it's exactly. got to be a Lando moment where she's put into a situation, she betrays them, but then there's got to be a redemption moment. Right. And and that's, you know, I don't know why I think that from Sid. It's just I don't trust the lizard people. And neither <laughs> should you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so down on, on them. I do like Bosk as a character. Yeah. Um, and, and if Sid is decent the whole time and doesn't turn on him, um, and it's all for not. It just seems it seems like it it could happen. Devil's Deal could also be. I like what you said. We could see the senator come back because just because they did that one mission, as we know with Clone War episodes, sometimes they introduce someone just to bring them back. You know, he mm-hmm. could be looking for them. Like, hey, I know you rescued me, but uh, I need you to I need you to help me out. You know, and them being like, we're not fighting your separatist war. You know, maybe we can see a little bit more of that aggression or that tension that that I, I said was lacking. So, I mean, but I just don't see it. We could see, but I just don't see it. Yeah, it could be it could be a number of things. It could be a number of things of like where he's trying to reach out for anyone that would help him. You yeah. know, and like maybe he wants to join the rebellion. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like it, it could be any kind of thing where it's gonna. But we're definitely gonna see some kind of betrayal, in, I think right. in the next episode, just based on the title. Yeah, yeah, and. um and we also talked about the other <coughs> title that uh, sounds like, again, we might see a little bit more of that Rampart dude. Admiral, Vice Admiral Rampart. Um, <laughs> he's not old. He's young. He's he's looking looking for the ladies. <laughs> um, all right. Those are those three episodes. I We've gone on pretty long, long enough that we actually mm. technically have to take a commercial, commercial break. So. Um, other than that, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to read if there's anything that we missed. I don't think so. Talked a lot of Star Wars. I'm. Oh, um, yeah, the visions. I was trying to think if there was anything else. Uh, Star have Wars. Watched, have you watched on um, Disney Plus the Star Wars biomes? It's not really a series. It's just a yeah landscapes. I did. I just saw it today. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. And. I think they peaked a little early because the first thing you see is Hoth when you turn it on, you're right. like, and that's cool. And then you kind of, and it kind of goes downhill from there. And you're like, you could just left it like a screensaver on Hoth. I should have left it on that all day. <laughs> yeah, it it is kind of nice to play through, and it's kind of peaceful as yeah. as just kind of the background. Um, and uh, I, I hope they do other biomes. Yeah, I mean, right now it's just an so. 18 minute one, and they, they go to Hoth, Tatooine, uh, the uh, planet. Uh, in um, Mandalorian, where they had all the the blue liquor that they made, um, and then Mustafar, and then they end it with uh, the planet that Luke was on in. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. It is it is peaceful. I, I know I've seen it a couple times. My son likes to put it on, put it on, and it'll it'll fly by or swoop by like a tauntaun. So you'll hear a tauntaun call, or you'll, right. you'll hear. Um, you know, well, that's the core, that's, or you'll hear like the sizzling of stuff. So, right, that's what I liked is uh, especially with the Hoth because Hoth I think is the longest, the longest one of all of them, and because you see, you know, the the speeders come mm-hmm. by, yeah, and they, they go around the mountain, and then all of a sudden you see the and you see the probe droid like hit the snow, and then it comes out, and you're just hearing all the the sound effects is what makes it cool. Then the background you see the adats walking, and you're like, ah, oh, it's so cool. It's it's basically a fireplace for the Star that's, Wars. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's a screensaver. It's a kick-ass screensaver. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I I felt like there was something else Star Wars related, but uh, that I wanted to talk about, but um, I for the life of me, I can't can't remember what it is. We'll probably be back in in 
three weeks, you know, um, to talk more about these episodes of The Bad Batch. I do enjoy having Star Wars weekly, so I'm never going to complain. I can yeah. I can kick the tires about some of these episodes and be like, oh, this is I want this more, you know, but, um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's still enjoyable, though. And I like these characters. I like being in this world. So um, oh, yeah. I also liked uh, Sid uh, giving them like their own kind of nicknames, you know, because she calls uh, Hunter Bandana. Oh, and, yeah, and, I did. Uh, I liked that. I, I was trying to fit that into one of the names like. Ban- bandana Joanna. Oh yeah, that rhymes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because like we've all thought that, like, oh, Hunter's Hunter is basically Rambo, with, right? You know, in uh, like they're all the squad from Predator. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Um, boy, if they if they do bring bring in Rex or Ahsoka, even, I mean, fans, I just think are gonna go nuts to see to see you know somebody because we really that's the one thing that's kind of missing is is the jedi aspect um and it's something that that they tried to do with resistance uh and and it's really tricky to not have that that jedi element now i I have my own i don't think we will if we do it'll be very very limited i think because it's one of those right now we're in that period where the jedi are hiding and you don't want people knowing that they're out there no Uh, no for sure and, I mean, it's, and it's, just, it's the same as like, like you know, we'll, we'll see with the Obi-Wan series, which that, that's fine. That's its own thing. But uh, like you see it even in Rogue One there, like where, you know, towards the end where Mon Mothma looks at uh, Senator Organa very quietly like, right. what about your friend, the Jedi? Like, you know, very quietly, like they don't want anyone knowing. So it's just, uh, that's, I, it's, to me, it's because like, that period has passed. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I could. I, if I see Ahsoka, I think it'll be one of those moments where you see her in a, a hologram or something, or mm. maybe like the side of her arm, or maybe a. Well, know, a and she, but, and and from what I understand from the books too, like she goes into hiding as well, as far as like hiding her, her you know, she doesn't bring out the, she doesn't break out the lightsabers. Right. So, um, in fact, the book, like she, she doesn't have any lightsabers. So mm-hmm. until the towards the end. Um. And I, I wondered if it, that's the other million dollar question too. Like yeah. If we did get an episode mm-hmm. with uh, Ahsoka in it, who's going to voice it? Oh, I would. I would assume Ashley Eckstein. I would assume it'd be Ashley Eckstein, yeah. but you never know. Like it could be Rosario Dawson. You know, if they want her to. I think if they ever wanted to like switch over, and and I think fans would probably like also be in Ashley Eckstein's corner on this. But I think if they ever wanted to do a switch over, you just have to like side of an age like okay right. everything up to this point we're using her voice everything after this point we're using this voice or something yeah. so um i agree yeah, yeah but, i mean I, I would exactly i would just be in ashley Eckstein's corner as well like for the cartoon um, i think it's it's hers you know oh um let's go ahead and talk talk um the most controversial topic in star wars today this is, should be just a segment at the end of the show you know every show is like <laughs> And the most controversial topic in Star Wars news today is Boba Fett's ship. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that was so last week, right? Yeah, it was. Aren't we on to, aren't we on to something new? I, um, I, I get it. I get why it should be changed. And in part of my brain, 100% agrees with it. But then it's because it's been that way for 40 years. It's like, really? I think, okay. I think... Um, I don't know. I was kind of of two two minds on this as far as like 
like are they are they seriously going to retroactively change this and all of the and everything no um or just simply because it's a lego toy which makes sense right mm -hmm. like um you know don't use that name but right. i do think they should have gone with this alliteration which is totally perfect because we all know that boba fett's ship is actually a, a fire spray oh yeah you told me that yeah yeah I so mean, they should have called it fett's fire spray and that's fine. That, yeah. I mean, that would have been cool. Or Boba Fett's fire spray. But to utilize the actual ship name, like, just inform people what kind of ship it is. Like, from there, I mean, we know what it is in Wikipedia. We know what it is in all of the books. Like, it's it's listed in, in so many different things. I'm 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 for proactively changing this. And and like I said to you, like, no nobody wants like their kids' handwritten Santa Claus note to be like. Dear Santa, I want one slave. Oops, slave dash one. You know, it's like, no, no. Um, Dirty Santa. Although, everybody in the 80s did put that on there. No, no doubt. Mine was at at. That was what I wanted. Yeah, at I don't think, yeah. I, was at, that's for my I don't think I ever fully appreciated Boba Fett until I got way older. Way older. The outlaw yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was, you're not, you're not, you're not as a kid, you're not really hung up. I got, it's, it's more of an adult thing. Like, yeah. uh, who's this random cool person? But you know, like, cause you know, when you're a kid, you're looking at Luke, you're looking at Han. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. I think the weird thing is, is I think I was a Luke all the way up until I had kids and then I became Han. Han. Yeah. Uh, see, I've always liked, I always liked dark stuff. So I always was that kid that was like, I like Vader. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to control people. Yeah, well, not that. I just, I just like the darker side of things. Like, yeah, I love like that video of uh, the Star Wars now in Disney. You know where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can walk up to Vader and Vader will give you like this whole spiel, like "Join me, join the dark side," and all the kids are like, "No," you know. Like then you'll have like a couple of quick little lightsaber battles with Vader, then they move you on down the line. You know? And one kid, as soon as the Vader goes, you know, "Join me," he, like immediately like kneels in front of Vader, and like and the, the parents just like grab him, like, "No, don't do that." You know? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Because that would have been me. Like, yes, I want to yeah. join Vader. Because <laughs> I mean, that was like I, we've talked about that. Like, I had the classic Return of the Jedi lightsabers that they came out with, which were just a big black handle and like a solid red or green or yellow mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And uh, I had the red one. My sister had the green one. You know, and I always fought with the red. You know, and you know, and it made the sound. You know, from the, the oh yeah, tube, I, I you still, know, I still have the green one. Uh, it's got Return of the Jedi on it. People always um, forget that they made the yellow one, though. They're like, yeah, they made a yellow one. Oh, uh, speaking of which, um, speaking of Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars things in general, my uh, my cousin uh, got this this for me. Uh, oh, so it it's got a pink lightsaber. Check that oh. out. Well, that's what, like that is neat. Uh, that, but that's how like when I watch uh, a New it's, Hope, when I watch a New Hope now, I always see that's how I always see Vader's lightsaber. It always to me looks pink. This. So I'm That's I'm holding I'm holding up for for um, uh, Nick a uh, poster. It is one of three of the Coca Cola Company, uh, 1980. Huh. Um, this was a there were three posters. Luke looks kind of odd, like he's got some eyeshadow, like some very heavy eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. No judgment. Um, <laughs> but the lightsaber is straight up pinkish. 
Oh, that's yeah, that's really weird. So, for, uh... it's, and it's not faded that way. It's it's just yeah, it's not green. Um, but it's he's surrounded. He's in the Dagobah kind of um, uh, outfit. The number two poster. I don't have number. Oh, three. you get a host. Oh, that's nice. Oh, oh wait, no, I have number three. I don't have. I don't have number two. It's got it's got a piece missing. Oh, I see. But, yeah, but um, still, still pretty cool for free, and uh, mm-hmm. given to me. <laughs> I always liked that 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 scene on uh, Bespin. Uh, yes, because the colors and the lighting and everything that goes in that scene is just so neat with the smoke and it's just it's just lovely. Yeah, I've I've always liked that too, and I like those old kind of posters. There was one that always hung in my my. Uh, grandpa's basement and it was uh indiana jones temple of doom it's the scene where he's on the bridge you know mm-hmm. and he's got the got the machete sword in his hand and i just always thought that was a cool cool looking poster i think he probably got it from from work or you know he yeah. worked in, in a grocery store it's funny though how like some stuff like that can be worth a fortune mm-hmm. and then some stuff you're like oh yeah they made like hundred thousand copies of that. It's not worth anything. You right. Know? Cause like, uh, I think I still to this day have the McDonald's toys that were issued for a phantom menace, like still. In oh, sure. Bags, you know, like, like I never opened them, you know? And like, people were like, Oh, those things are worth like 35 cents on eBay. Yeah, they, made, like, oh. they made 3 million of them. So. Yeah. It's like nothing. Uh, but then like, you know, I never bought it cause I didn't want to spend at the time. I think it was three grand, I think, but you know, the original comic-con 1976 star Wars poster, the very first star Wars poster ever made, you know, uh, I could, I've been multiple times I could have bought it and it's like, uh, you know, but like, cause like they were mm. just handed out at Comic-Con 1976 and they're a little small poster, you know, then most of them have a crease in it, you know, because they were mm-hmm. just handed out, you know, you just folded it up, put it in your bag or rolled it up or whatever. But if you actually have one, it's worth quite a bit, hmm. you know, and then of course the one I have, which is, you know, <clears throat> Revenge of the Jedi, that one's worth quite a bit. Um, it's been a long time since I bought it, but I, I would say it's probably worth 1500 now, somewhere in there. Yeah, it might could be worth more. I don't know. I remember our, ten years ago it was worth a thousand, but uh, it's probably worth more than that now. Well, we were uh, I shared with you on the RC eighty, um, the Ramblecast after dark uh, that uh, the image that um, my my cousin had sent me. He was helping clean out his wife's mom's barn. And she had a bunch of He-Man stuff and oh, right, right. packages. He was excited about the He-Man stuff, but she gave gave him this box, and it's got about nine Power of the Force last series, uh, all in their packages, the coins, the everything. It's specifically R two D two, right? Unpunched. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like. It's like looking at like just money right there. You're just like, oh my gosh! Like look <laughs> yeah. at all that money that you have, like the uh, Calrissian um, and the pilot gear, Luke and Poncho. I was like, if she has Luke and and like Death Star Trooper, like can you uh, just uh, hook a brother up here? So, um, but uh, yeah, some some pretty cool cool figures. Well, and, uh, it's it's things that you don't think about, like um, the first Lego. I don't even think my dad bought it for me. I think he bought it for himself. It was a, it's a three in one from the late eighties and it's yellow and black and white. And it's a, it, it's a, it can be either a Jeep, a bus or a truck, I think. And I was, you know, years ago I was looking up like, Oh, mm-hmm. like, let's see what, cause I didn't remember what the number was. I didn't remember anything about it. And that thing was worth a fortune. Cause it was the very first three in one. And I've still got it somewhere boxed mm-hmm. up. So we're not in the original box or anything, but I have the actual Lego. 
um, like, oh man, that's so cool. Like just things you don't think about being yeah. worth anything. Oh, but like, it's like, like, cause you're talking about He-Man, like, you know, Jay, you know, was not even born yet, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got all the Transformers, the original 84 versions, which were metal. The metal ones. Yeah. The metal ones. And I was oh like, my gosh. God, I was like, yeah, things are worth a fortune. Yeah. It's nuts. So, um, all right, let's close out this show. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk Star Wars again. Um, if, if you need a Star Wars fix, check out the Ramblecast after dark where Nick and I, say more inappropriate things. Uh, <laughs> That's very true. But if you want to, if you want to talk about star Wars and you feel like we're missing out on a topic, please send us an email at uh, the force is well done at gmail.com. And perhaps even Chris will respond to you. Maybe, maybe uh, check us out. We're on the Jan Jan uh, That is, that is our uh, go to that page. Jan Click on the patron link to become a patron. Or click on the merch. We actually do have merchandise as Owen and Brews on there. Um, and um, other than that, I'd like to thank some some patrons that make this show possible with some uh, Star Wars themed names. So let me. We have Toto Tack, um, Rackus Richter, Planet Rackus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a real thinker, Ed Bain. <laughs> Um, I, it's just, it's always there every week and I just feel like I have to say it, but Omega Maggie. <laughs> um, and I figured this one out at the very end of the show, but Kaminoian, Joanne, thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for making this show possible. Uh, come back next week. We'll have some more stuff for you. Well, in a few weeks. A few, few weeks. Yeah. So, so this is a great show, kids. It's one in a million. Thanks for joining us. Parsec.